Blog Talk Radio. I'm your kettle. Hello, kettle. Hello, kettle. I guess you'll join us momentarily. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. Well, How's it going? How are you doing tonight, Papa Didi? I'm okay. It looks like it's just a two-part show tonight. The kettle's out there lurking around. They're out there playing in the curtains. She'll come in in a minute. No, should have changed that double A battery in that clock. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Kettle, where are you? All right. Well, it's another Friday night, and I'm feeling right. I got my cocktail. Yes, yes, yes. Ha oh, ha. <laughs> mm. Tasty. Yeah, it's a naked blackberry mojito, but we'll get to that later. Well, uh, if Kettle hasn't chimed in, I guess we'll move on and uh, hit the rundown. Shall I or shall you? Uh, don't matter. Well, I'm doing the first story, so maybe you should. Okay. Well, tonight on the rundown, we've got LeBron... Uh huh. We got LeBron James opens a new school in Ohio. The Trump administration is putting a burden on the ACLU to reconnect the deported parents and children. And we've got inmates getting registered to vote in the Chicago jails. In our hit it and quit it headlines, we've got four cities are suing Trump administration over Obamacare sabotage. Former employee arrested for fire in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Fired Haitian dishwashers receive a $2.5 million settlement. Spokesman for the GOP Senate nominee is calling majority black cities uh, crap holes. I'll put it that way. McDonald's busted for serving a pregnant woman cleaning solution. We got what's popping with Papa Didi. He's got something brewing for us. And in our weird news, we got a judge who has uh, ordered a man to shovel, shovel manure. We got three people who stole a shark in a baby stroller. And old folks gone wild. I'm just saying with me, red wine, it's a bit late for all that now. Living for the city with Papa Didi. He's cooking up something special for us. We've got the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. And the cocktail of the week which is what we're enjoying tonight, the Naked Blackberry Mojito. We're in the Kiss It list, and we're going to wrap it up with the last word. So uh, sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and uh, get yourself ready because we're about to blast this thing off. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming right back. <laughs> 
with our hot topics. This is Papa Didi. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men. So call me, Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306. Or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. All right, welcome back to the John Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Carol. Hello. Oh, there she is. Oh, you on CP time tonight? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Clue. I see y'all. Where? Why I take my job, huh? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, you know, know we don't wait for you folks. Don't take, uh, As they say, one monkey does not stop the pajama party. Ooh. I see, I see. How's, how's, how's everybody tonight? Did she call you a primate? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I get it when I get into the studio. I ain't mad at her. All right. Yeah, but I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh huh. How you, Papa? It's cool. I'm going all right, you know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's get it cranking. We got high okay. topics. Um, let's see. Who's up? Papa Didi, you're first. Yeah, I'm up. Um, let's see here. What you got? Let's talk about uh, LeBron James opening up a new school in Ohio. All right. All right. All right. Some positive for a change. Yeah. LeBron James is making an impact on and off the court. All right. James, uh, through his uh, LeBron James Family Foundation, officially opened up the I Promise School. All right. As an addition to the Akron Public Schools in Akron, Ohio, his hometown, on Monday, USA Today reported. The school welcomed its uh, inaugural cast of inaugural class of uh, 240 students Ooh. in grades uh, in grades three and four. The newspaper reported it will grow to serve grades uh, one through eight in the next four years. So he's starting slow. He's starting. Uh, he didn't want to get all crazy in the beginning. So he's. So these are third and fourth. Yeah, graders third and fourth graders. Out. You know, which is a big impact. You know, big impact time. You know, that, that's when your mind is cooking, and he's going to increase as time goes on. And I guess this is just the beginning. I, you know. It's endless for him, but he's good. He's starting slow. He's not overwhelming himself. He's not putting himself through no, uh, nothing he can't undo. So James, who is joining the Los Angeles Lakers next season, okay, tweeted about his new uh, initiative on uh, Sunday night, writing, uh, the jitters before the first day of school are real right now. Okay, tomorrow is going to be one of the greatest moments, if not the greatest, of my life, he said. When he opens the I Promise School, he wrote about the school opening uh, 
this skinny kid from Akron, Ohio, who missed 83 days of school in the fourth grade, had big dreams, speaking of himself. James, who is now 33, continued at the uh, big dreams for the kids in Akron to give them everything they could need to find their passion. All right, give back to our community to, to, and to change the world. He said the school is just that. He said the technology is, is completely uh, through, through the roof with everything, computers, uh, even old school things. He didn't go completely on the new phase. He focused on the kids really learning things old school as well as anything else. The school will be open until uh, 5 o'clock in the evening. So if kids... Uh, need to stay there until their parents get off work or what have you. They can stay. It'll, it'll be, always be uh, something where it's connecting to the parents so they can help them out as far as them being able to make a living and, uh, and the kids still get an education at the same time. So, you know, it uh, seems pretty good. So we wish him the best of luck on that venture. Hey, shout out to LeBron. That's a good one. Hey, LeBron. Nacron. Akron, Ohio is called the I Promise School, and I'm sure it's become a landmark. I'm sure there's people taking pictures and doing all kind of stuff out there now and trying to get part of the uh, historical situation. So That's a beautiful thing. How about that? All right. Well, I don't have anything to add. I'm happy for him. But I will say, yeah, I didn't know he was going to be 30 or something. You thought he was older? Yeah, he looks a little bit, a little more weathered, I would say. Okay, he might be. <laughs> he may have had a rough life. Uh, I, I mean, you know, no shade. I'm just saying. He just, you say 33. I'm like, really? I mean, okay. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, you say he looks weathered. Yeah, he does to me, but. Weathered, my goodness. It's a, it's a tweet bit of it. A little weather for the storm, but that's okay. He works hard. Uh-uh. Yeah, he does. He works hard. He plays hard. I mean, hey, that's, that's what happens. That's, that's how you get weathered, I guess. Folks that ain't doing nothing, they look too pretty. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Did, um, did they mention any celebrities showed up or anything, Papa Didi? No, not not yet. Um, he's uh Okay. I think he's just focusing on the the core of things, you know. I don't know if he wants anybody to really outdo the children on LeBron, you know. I think he holds Mm -hmm. them children in such high regard that he probably just wants it to stand alone and stand for itself. So, um, you know, Mm -hmm. see what happens. I think it's going to be good. I think it's a good start, you know. I mean, he's got the blueprint on the schools, so Mm -hmm. go ahead and do his thing. Build one in L.A. Mm -hmm. and anywhere else he can. You know, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. That's why I have, have one in every state. Why not? Hey. Yeah, well. he started with his hometown, so we'll see. And they called the I Promise School. Wow, that was. Yeah, I understand they provide free lunches. Oh, yeah, free to lunches. The students and everything. And also, yeah, so that's a good thing. I was saying, he's got plenty of resources, plenty of money. You know, there's, there's nothing. Uh, well, you're targeting underserved kids. So for some of those kids, a lot of them, having, uh, not having. Uh, appropriate food is half the battle. You know, it's kind of hard to focus on learning when your stomach is growling. Mm-hmm. So. 
That's a true thing. So kudos to him. Okay. Well, let's keep it moving. Uh, what else is happening in the news today? Well, I see we got to get in, get into this forty-five here. Uh, oh boy, Trump! <laughs> can't go a, a week without doing Trump. Come on there. Uh, Trump administration puts burden on the ACLU to find deported parents separated from children. So the U.S. government has deported hundreds of uh, migrant parents without their children in the aftermath of the President Trump's uh, now defunct family separation policy. Okay, but now administration officials are arguing that it's the responsibility of the American Civil Liberties Union not the federal government to find those deported mothers and fathers. Okay, so they passed that bus. That's insane. That's it sounds like it is. That's insane. So, Justice Department lawyers wrote in a court filing on Thursday that the ACLU should use its considerable resources, uh, its network advocacy groups, and information from the government to locate parents who move uh, to foreign countries. The Trump administration added, however, that the State Department has made contact with foreign governments to assist in facilitating family reunions. So um, in Thursday, in the court filing, a joint status report requested by um, Judge Dana Sabra of the U.S. Uh, District Court, um, both the Trump administration and the ACLU laid out their plans for the continued um, reunification of families. So it sounds like mm-hmm. they're going to work together. First they were passing the buck, and now they're going to work together. So um, it goes on to say the report gives a sense of the complex challenges ahead for both U.S. officials and the immigration lawyers. All right. So, I mean, you know, he created, my thing, 45 created this, and now he has to kind of pull it back together. So hopefully they will work with these different agencies and, and help get these young kids' parents um, back together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, this goes back to his typical MO, you know. He mm-hmm. he does stuff and then wants to throw something at it to fix it and then wanna right. wanna get credit for what he's done. And my problem with that is that if you create the problem and then you turn around mm-hmm. and fix the problem, why should you get credit right. for that? You created right. the problem in the first place. But I think he loves to sign stuff, too, and say, see, see what I did? I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy, you know. They said they, they removed 2,500 children from their parents, but they have re- reunited 1,800 of them. So, you know, they're almost there, but it's still, you know, everybody needs to work together. So. Yeah. I, I just can't give him any credit on that. Because first he put out a statement that said the ACLU should do this. I'm like, why should they? They didn't create the problem. If you wanted them to help, how about you just humble yourself and ask the ACLU, can you help? But don't try to make it seem like this should be their responsibility. They didn't create the problem. Right. So, well, let me leave, leave one more sentence in the article. It says the ACLU wrote that, quote-unquote, there is no blueprint for finding deported parents who are scattered in various cities across Central America and who in many cases left behind minimal address information. Now, see, my thing from that, why not have a standard form that a person fills out? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they should have the address known. They, they don't know where they live. That just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like, okay, it's like if if a person comes there that's deported, they have some type of ID or something, they have a, a, a known address or something on that ID, you think. So well, I, I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. But part of the problem is that some of these people live on unmarked streets, unmarked mm-hmm. roads and whatnot, and they basically identify them by landmarks and things of this nature or like the street mm-hmm. that's over by the such and such a church, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So when you're trying to fill out something and they ask you what is your specific street address, mm-hmm. if you don't have a name of a street, what are you supposed to put? But see, this is the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that they didn't account for when they started mm-hmm. separating families. When you try to fill out something to say, okay, well, where do you live so we know how to find you? If we send you back mm-hmm. to Mexico, how are you going to find somebody when you say it's two streets over near the mule yeah. that sits out behind the big church with the big cross? Right. <laughs> you know, what you're saying. Finding that. Yeah. So they're saying almost almost 150 people had no street name or failed to provide um, a phone number or anything like that. So you're right. I, I don't understand. How can people walk around with no sense of identification? Um, I don't know. It's just strange to me. I don't know. Um, But we're talking about the customs of another country. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But according to 45, according to 45, you need a picture ID to be able to buy groceries in America. (laughs) Really? That's what he said. (laughs) Didn't you hear him at that rally? Did you hear that, Papa Diddy? Oh, yeah. He was saying that in this country, you have to have a photo ID to go to the grocery store to get groceries, and that's what it, what you need. And then he said, but yet you can vote for presidents and Congress people and mayors, et cetera, without, photo, without a photo ID. So while he's trying to make a point, about voter registration. He was all off mm-hmm. target and dead wrong, talking mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then your girl, Sarah Sanders, Huck, Huckabee oh, Sanders, Huck, Huck, Huckabee, she going to get up there trying to try and explain, saying, no, what he was referring to is when you go in a grocery store and try to buy alcohol or cigarettes, you have to have a photo ID. I'm like, are you kidding me, girl, for real? That is not they what he said. They, 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 I don't know. She gets on my last nerves, and I don't understand why she continues to try to help that man. You know, they must know he, he is some type of puppet, and they are there to help him. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know. Oh my he goodness. specifically Ooh. said you need a photo ID to buy groceries. He did not say mm-hmm. anything about things that require you to be over 18. Right. But that's the way she tried to spin it. Yeah, she was like, no, what he had meant to say. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, they they on a whole other page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's too much for me. I I can't take so much of uh, 45. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get off of you, boy. Well, I have some more. 
That's your boy. You know it is. Whatever. Uh-huh. You know you went to that rally, whatever that last well, couple look, of rallies where he's been running around. Well, I was going to tell folks out there, if 45 is your man, give us a call, 914-803-4306. And press one. And press one. Yep. Yeah, tell and us how many rallies have you gone to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've got some good yeah. news. Let me get off of him. Uh, in okay. Chicago, and and usually when we talk about the prisons in Chicago, it's bad news, but the Chicago uh-huh. prisons are registering inmates to vote. Really? And that's a great thing, yes. Uh, three young ladies, Erica Nanton, Jean Dean, Jen Dean, and Kim DeStroud, they were there in the uh, facility that houses nearly 6,000 men and women. Now, just think about that for a minute. We're talking about a prison facility that houses almost 6,000 people. They went up in there and started registering people to vote because they're part of a nonprofit organization, and they were up in Cook County. Now, Cook County is, like, notorious for all the crazy stuff that the cops do to people. And they got approval to go up into Cook County jails and register people because, as it turns out, if you're just being detained but you have not been, um, what's the word, like charged, not charged, but I guess charged with a crime yet, you're still just being detained, you're still not considered um, a, a criminal at that point if you because you haven't been convicted yet, which means you still have the right to vote. And a lot of people didn't realize that. They figured, well, once you get arrested, they got you in lockdown, that's it. So with all these midterm elections coming up, and depending on how long it takes for people to go to trial, they may be able to vote in November. You know, it just depends on when they actually get their hearing. So with that kind of knowledge, this nonprofit got approval to go up in there and start registering people so that they'll be able to vote as well from behind bars as long as you're not considered a convicted criminal. So it goes on to talk about a study found in 2004 found that there is a negative correlation between voting and rearrest. So they were saying they can't really say for sure that people who have the ability to go out and vote, that they don't, if they've been arrested before, that they don't end up arrested again they were saying that they can see somewhat of a correlation, but I guess it's not in stone. But they said that the act of voting manifests the desire to participate in law-abiding activities in the society, which makes sense because, you know, when you go out to vote, you're talking to people, the people are out there campaigning and they're giving you brochures, telling you about their candidate and all that kind of stuff. So... You know, it keeps you more involved in politics, you know, to talk to your family members, neighbors, friends, whatever. So I I can see the positive benefit in that. So it went on to talk about how there's about 700,000 people detained in jails who have the legal right to vote and may not even be aware of it. 
and there's even more than that when you look at it as far as nationally. It said over 6 million people cannot vote because of a felony conviction. And in some states, they can never get their right to vote back. So you have some states that over time you get your right to vote back. Other states, once you're a convicted criminal, you can never vote again. But the problem is a lot of people don't know if which state, you know, which what the rule is or what the law is from state to state. So mm-hmm. I would just say if you if you've had a situation run-ins with the law and you want to be able to vote, you need to check that mm-hmm. out and find out what is the law in the state in which you live. Well, what if you go to another it, state? Does that carry over? I would think if you're a legal resident of a state where it's allowed, you should be able to vote. Even though you've had past convictions in another state. And that's my understanding. Okay, it depends know. on the state. It doesn't depend on the person. It depends on the state, whatever their law is. It depends are. on the state. If the state yeah. law says convicted criminals after X amount of years of, mm-hmm. you know, since the time of your conviction can now be able to vote again, if if you really want to participate in the political process, then you need to look that up, find out what states allow you to vote, and that's maybe where you need to move if your state doesn't allow it. Right. So, but, you know, shout out to the people up there in Cook County doing their thing. Right. Well, that's a lot of people, over 6 million people that can't vote. And it's, that's a lot. But I'm, I'm kudos to the organization that, that is going into these um, jails and uh, helping those people because a lot of people, like you said, just don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Kudos <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. Yep, yep. What do you think, Papa? You all right over there, Papa? Yeah, I'm just reserving my tank, you know. Okay. When I smash oh, y'all yeah. later, you know, I'll, have oh, oh, no. I'll be at full strength, full capacity. Uh-huh. You know, film my uh, Bigfoot shoe with okay. nutrients. All right. <laughs> yeah, we say a shout out to the folk in Chicago up in Cook County registering these. Uh, Vote behind bars so that they can vote. As long as you're right. not a convicted criminal, they can vote. Right. But you know, some you of these cases people. can take can take almost a year or more before they actually go to trial. Right. So as long as you're just detained and you have not been convicted of a felony, mm-hmm. you can still vote. Right. No matter what mm-hmm. the laws are, as far as you know whether a convicted mm. criminal can and cannot vote. If you're not a convicted right. criminal, then you're still a regular citizen. You just happen to be residing behind bars at the time. Mm. Oh, look, well, you, I wonder you, how they ask you, what, what, what is your address? Uh, 729 Cook County <laughs> Jail. <laughs> yeah. Bill oh, Block 124, whatever. But they probably uh-huh. can do like an absentee ballot. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, all right, well, kudos, I have to say. Well, if anybody out there know any more counties that are doing that, hit us up, 914-803-4306. And press one. Press, press one to get in the queue. All right, well, I need to go refresh my ice. Uh-oh. So we're okay. going to take a quick ice break. Uh, Go get some <laughs> fresh ice, Papa Didi. 
And we'll come in right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party right. Show, Friday Night Edition. We'll be right. right back. So I was looking over the cocktails that we archived, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee. I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stock and Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule for the Kettle Orange Vodka Lime Juice and Ginger Beer. There are so many to choose from on the Ava Jama Party.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink. So you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. And I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.abajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! Welcome back to Pajama Party One Hills Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Yo, yo. Yeah, Red Wine's a little swole right now. Uh, He's uh, the French guy. What's up? What's up? <laughs> no, nah, she was trying to buy this puppy at this uh, pet store and it had fleas all up his uh, butt hiney. Huh? Okay. So now she's uh, going to get a cat. Okay. Whatever. All right. All right. Okay, so... um, What you got over there, Papa Didi? um, Let's see here. It says, uh, four cities sue Trump's administration over uh, Obamacare sabotage. Now, first and foremost, if all you can do as a president is just go in and just destroy things that are already there, I mean... Doesn't anybody see this man taking the world back to something? They're not really taking it back, but wants to put it back to what he's more comfortable with. And when you got a mindset like that, that shows that you 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 are uh, you're basking into um, hanging out with the losers of the world, and they don't realize it. I mean, everything. That people that are white supremacists or whatever their situation is, all they support is everybody that were losers. If you support Hitler and swastikas and things like that, you know, Hitler, you know, they lost the war. If you're supporting the South when it comes to the Civil War, they lost the war. And you're still hanging uh, Confederate flags. So you're supporting these losers because they lost. And they they weren't part of what, what America was trying to become and what it did become was was an equal rights nation that freed slaves and everything else. This is what the Civil War was all about. And um they're they're behind that a hundred percent. They're behind everything that's evil and wrong and bad. And the sad part about it is that, you know, white folks have to make such a choice when it comes to their friends. 
because some of their friends are whitewashed into that belief. And a lot of white folks out here that are, are good white folks, let's put it, let's call them that. You know, they they live in a neighborhood because they're still taking advantage of white privilege, and they got their friends out there that are totally turned out with the whole Trump thing and the Make America Great thing and all the, you know, the undercover racial thing. And it, it, believe me, the white race is battling amongst their own people these days. They, I've, I've heard white folks say it how they're disappointed in some of their friends that live on the same block. You know, because they, they're they all turned out with the evilness, but they're trying to be their friend. But, you know, but the sad part about it is that they all want to choose to have white privilege. So they all live in the same boat, but they complain about stuff. But uh, if you don't want to live in the same boat, then come out and live in some other neighborhoods where other people uh, may feel like you do. But no, I'm going to ride this white thing and see where it goes. Anyway. Four cities sue Trump administration over Obamacare sabotage. Okay, four cities are suing the Trump administration over what they describe as a sabotage of a Affordable Act uh, program, but they can't help calling, can't stop calling Obamacare when it's called the Affordable Care Act. Although Congress and the Trump administration have uh, eased some of the Obamacare, uh, what they what they say, bad laws and bad requirements. Anyway, the four cities are Chicago, Baltimore, Ohio, um, Ohio, which includes Columbus, uh, Cincinnati, and uh, where is the fourth city? The fourth city is Baltimore. No, I said Baltimore. Chicago, Chicago, Baltimore. Oh, I guess it's Columbus and, and Cincinnati. It's two cities in Ohio and uh, Baltimore and Chicago. So what they're saying is that uh, they're they want every time they go to do something with the Obamacare situation, there's there's a Trump situation in there that's been that's infiltrated it and, and trying to, you know, just mess up the whole system. You know, what I mean, if you if you're on health care, that's what you got. You know, you can't go in there and every time you go to use it. Something is being poked at, or somebody didn't do something at it, or your 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 insurance card got some kind of something on it where a Republican then snuck in and drove the car to the left instead of letting the car drive straight. I mean, it's just vicious today. It's just vicious. Things that are going on is just. I don't know what people are trying to achieve. I don't know what they're trying to take over. I don't know who they're trying to oust. But a lot of people in this world are real real established, and you just gotta leave well enough alone. And let it be, but um, you know, we'll see what happens with this here because, uh, and like I said, it's not called Obamacare. So I think that's what's pissing them off too because that, that rolls off your tongue pretty nice. So Trump is afraid of that. So anything that's a threat to him as far as his whole uh, greediness or whatever he's into is uh, impacting him. So hopefully they'll back off and uh, see what happens. Yeah, they need to back off. Okay. And you know what's interesting is that I heard something on the news that said more people in red states are joining the Affordable Care Act for insurance than blue states. Right. So that's his people. Mm-hmm. Trump's people, Republicans, are signing up for the Affordable Care Act insurance. 
So I was like, okay, you think nobody wants it. Your people are out there signing up for it. But, you know, that's how that goes. Well, everybody needs something in their back pocket when they go in the emergency room, so they're going to get it. Okay. So I guess we have to keep, yeah, follow up on this story, see what happens. Yeah, there's a lot of game playing with that. You know, they cut the budget for marketing, advertising, all of that. They cut all of that stuff back. It's like they're doing virtually what they said in the lawsuit. They're doing all they can Mm -hmm. to undermine it because they couldn't seem to get rid of it. Remember he talked all that smack about Mm -hmm. if we getting rid of that. That's got to go. That's going to be the first thing I do. Well, it's still there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he's, he's saying that um, Obamacare go down the tubes, but um, and they're going to blame the Democrats. Why are you even going to touch it? You know, my thing is, just let it ride its course. You know, maybe some changes exactly. or some tweaks or something like that, but, you know, they just want to get rid of it altogether. I mean, who is it benefiting if they get rid of everything? I guess benefiting them, I guess. You know. I don't know. They have All right. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it moving. What else do we have on here? Didn't quit it. Oh, all right. Um, I got the next story. Former employee arrested for fire in Upper Marlboro. Oh, it's close to home now. Oh, wait yeah, that's a home Wait a minute, wait a minute. Former employee arrested for fire damaging businesses in Upper Marlboro. Um, Washington, a currently um, fired employee of Upper Marlboro Eatery, was arrested in connection to a three-alarm fire earlier Thursday that damaged the building where her former workplace was located. Jessica Marie Poole, 26, of Hardwood, Maryland, is facing multiple charges, including two counts of first-degree arson and reckless endangerment. Wow. The blaze broke out around 1.30 a.m., and PGM County fire officials believe it began in Al's Country Kitchen and spread throughout the building, which um, has other businesses and apartments there. Three occupants from the building's apartments on the top floor were displaced from the fire. Around 100 firefighters responded to the um, 14,000 block of Main Street for the fire. It burned for over an hour. No injuries were reported, but a firefighter was treated um, for heat exhaustion. Wow. Hey. The fire caused an estimated $250,000. So it sounds like this girl used to work there, but she got fired. So she she decided to go and put on fire? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, a little white girl, too. So just so you Wow. Know that the world has uh, the crime really? the crime centers in the world are over every race. Just so we can emphasize mm-hmm. that, don't let, don't let your mind always think when you hear something adverse, you throw some color at the particular crime. No, this was a little white girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, not just black folks crime. Oh boy, okay. Say, yeah. Yeah, they crazy. Like I said, we gotta follow this. She might, they might end up giving her probation, but she you know, I mean, two hundred three thousand of damage and and first degree arson and wow, it's gonna be interesting to see. PG County, they don't yeah. play, but we'll see. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see what they do to her. Well, your yeah. girl's in charge of that right now. It's in her hands. Uh, Who's that? Also Who? Brooks. Also Who? Brooks. Also Brooks. The well, she's now the one of the main candidates in the job of uh, the county exec. Well, she was state's attorney, right? She still is state's oh. attorney. Oh, okay. And uh, she okay. is the Democratic uh, nominee for the county exec position, which goes, the race goes in November. So, mm-hmm. also, Brooks, being it's an election year, I think she's going to put the hammer down on mm-hmm. the girl. And if you mm-hmm. are in detention but not a convicted criminal, you can vote in that election. If you have not been convicted by that date, just let them vote no. Don't let them fool you. Uh-huh. Um, you, 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 you can be part of the organization helping them. Go ahead, everyone. Hey, <laughs> I'm down for it because too many people are getting their service. vote and their voice stolen simply because of lack of knowledge. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Hey, yep. I'll drink to that. All right, I'm going to move on down to Miami. Hey, you shut uh-uh. your butt. In Miami, uh-uh. we got... The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, reached a $2.5 million settlement with a swank Miami hotel over allegations Mm -hmm. that black Haitian dishwashers were fired just because of their race and replaced with, check this out, replaced with Latino workers. The Haitians said, hold up, you fired all the Haitians and replaced us with the Latino workers? Oh, we're going to sue you. And they won $2.5 million. This was down in South Beach, one of my hangouts down in South Beach. What? What? They were doing this whole, the the hotel was doing all this, what they call outsourcing. And they said it was just a staffing thing. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were black and that they were Haitian or that they were black and Haitian. It just wasn't Mm -hmm. like that. But yet you lost. So right. you're going to pay up that $2.5 million. That $2.5 million is going to 17 Haitian dishwashers as part of the agreement. Wow, so, that's good. And how many people are getting the settlement? 17. Wow, that's good. Good news. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to hear that one because usually it doesn't go like that. All right, I'm going to oh, keep it moving. Right. Uh, we're going back over to Papa Didi. About this GOP Senate candidate. Yeah, y'all work for me tonight. Oh, sorry. You have to do your job. It's not paying me enough for me to do all this. I'm so sorry. Okay, a spokesman for the GOP uh, Senate nominee called the um, majority, uh, excuse me, the yeah, majority uh, black black cities. Uh, what do they call that? That's trolls. Shit, shit holes. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, that bastard's on the kitchen. Yeah, it spoke to me for uh, it spoke to me for uh, Corey Stewart, uh, Virginia's Donald Trump's allied Republican nominee for U.S. <laughs> what a surprise! Senate was revealed to have uh, referred to several U.S. cities with a majority black population as. Uh, uh, shithole cities, 
Wow, man, it's tough to come out of people's <laughs> mouths. Wait a minute. What's this guy's name? His name is uh, Corey Stewart. Okay. Who's probably a young, ignorant joker who was probably raised by his grandpappy in a trailer park, and all he knows is what he knows. So being he's got a nice, smooth face from his mother, when he shaves his face, he cleans up well. So he put a suit on, and he ran for uh, a political office, and he won the nominee. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's also going up in November for a uh, Senate job. Oh my! He's God. a Republican nominee, just like we just spoke on. Also, Brooks being a Democrat nominee for the job of county exec. But this man is calling the majority of black cities of the world shitholes, and it's amazing how you could be raised in a trailer park. And you could perceive something as a shithole. When most trailer parks I've been in have been some of the most shithole places I've ever been in my life. <laughs> no disrespect. You know what I mean? But how are you going to be raised a certain way? And now that you've gotten old enough to buy a suit from K&G, and, and uh, you know, I don't I don't get it. How hey, we, you think you sound like How the leopard changes this it's, uh is his whole? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how people could be so animate about thinking they're in a certain class, but when you check their roots or or you take a look at it, that they're a teethless mom or whatever it is that would define who they really are, you were like, damn, when did you change up? Because you ain't nothing but a, you know, Martinsburg, West Virginia joker originally. And you know what I mean? And now they're in D.C. It's funny how all these politics politicians, when they come to D.C., they just think they're holding down. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Well, they take on a whole new person. Of course. You know, they think they're brand new. Mm-hmm. Somebody's cleaning their drawers and ironing their drawers, and they think they hot stuff. When they probably didn't even wear no drawers as a child, they couldn't afford them. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I'm just talking smack because it's crazy. And, uh... We'll see what happens with this guy. He's definitely going to going to kiss it list. I hope he doesn't win. You know, how do you Whenever. call all these cities? Uh, but he's from Virginia, so he's going up for Virginia. And he was saying, telling people don't open businesses in these cities. Yeah, well, this is the guy who apparently. Uh, well, I'd like to try to campaign against him. You know what? I might run for office. You think we can do a campaign? Red wine for. Senate. Can I run for Senate or something? Mayor? How about Mayor Redwine? Can I do that? Hmm. Do whatever you want to. All right. Well, we're going to kick it over the kettle. What else is happening in the hit it and quit it headlines? Kettle? She, she fell off her stool again. Okay. The merit number four for the night. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, Kettle had a story. Um, I don't know if I have a copy of that story. About McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's was having some kind of issue where they had uh, served this woman. Hello? Kind of, oh, there she is. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't take my story one more. Back up, back up, back up. Oh, I'm getting ready to take it. All right. Uh-uh. All right, what's going on with McDonald's? 
What was your reason you for your late arrival? You should have flushed the toilet or something. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put you on the kitchen list. I swear I didn't do it. I swear. Next time, flush the toilet so we know you came from somewhere. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, McDonald's serves a pregnant woman cleaning solution. Wow. Make a deed. Make a deed. Sarah Douglas, who was 32 weeks pregnant with her third child, was uh, driving her son to a baseball game on Sunday morning. When she stopped at a McDonald's in the southern uh, Alberta, driving to Douglas, grabbed her uh, coffee and got back on the highway. After just one sip, she pulled over and spat the drink out. I immediately had to put my had the lights on and pull over and spit out and rinse my mouth. Um, she um, I opened up the lid of the coffee and out pours this pungent smell of chemical. Oh, no. It wasn't a latte at all. Um, mm. After telling someone behind the counter about the issue, she asked to speak to a supervisor who offered a replacement coffee. Really? Okay. Um, really? I showed him the coffee. Yeah, that's what I said. I showed him the How coffee. How you going to poison had... somebody and say, well, let me give you another coffee? <laughs> uh, instead of checking it out, yeah. She, so she said, I showed him um, the coffee, and he had asked if I wanted a new one. And I said, absolutely not. This is unacceptable. So I said, I need to speak to someone higher up. I know that's right. And he said he was the only supervisor on at the time and gave me his manager's phone number. So upon the, his inspection, inspection, it was discovered the coffee machine had a cleaning line hooked into the milk dispenser. Oh, Lord. Fearful of the chemicals she had put in her mouth, Douglas asked the supervisor to let her take a picture of the bottle's contents. The supervisor went out and got the bottle that was hooked up to it and brought it over to the counter. Um, so what she had consumed so she could talk to eight, eleven, and poison control. Oh wow, she called in the uh, poison control. She did. So okay. she took a picture of what she had taken, and um, let me see. The McDonald's franchise owner Dan Brown said his restaurant has taken immediate action by putting up additional signage. What happened is that the machine was being cleaned, as and as it uh, is every morning. Brown said. Um, unfortunately, the milk supply line was connected to the cleaning solution while this guest uh, drink was made. Wow. So they've taken all kind of precautions, so the signage and everything is up. But uh sounds like a good lawsuit to me. That's what I would do, just get a little settlement. Yeah. It sounds mm-hmm. like that McDonald's needs to be on the kiss it list. This is uh, I mean, McDonald's. I understand yeah, I understand accidents happen, but that that should not have happened. Right. This woman could have died. Her newborn baby could have died. Um, yeah, the possibilities of something happening. Look, her lawyer can get a settlement alone for that. So, yeah. Okay. okay. All Too right. Much. Well, that wraps up the hit it and quit it headlines. If you want to get in on the conversation or tell us what else you got going on, the number is 914-803-4306, and press 1. We are going to go and uh, catch up with the bartender and come right back with What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. You're listening to the Friday Night 
Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Girl, what are you using on your skin? And your hair looks so thick and beautiful. I've got a secret. I know you're going to share it with your girl. Well, just between you and me, I found a new product that makes my skin glow and my hair fabulous, too. It's bull semen. No bull. Stop playing. For real. Bull semen gives me this glow and keeps my skin nice and soft and feeling good. Where in the world did you get bull semen? From a bull, of course. But only my distributor knows for sure. I can hook you up. Check it out. Bull semen is great for your hair, nails, skin, and everywhere else where it doesn't feel right. Just warm the tube of bull semen. Put on some Barry White music. Massage the tube using slow circular motions. And when the semen comes out of the tube, put some in your hair, on your nails, on your skin, and wherever you want. Before you know it, you'll be glowing. Your hair will be growing, and your friends will want to be knowing. I'm ordering my tube of bull semen today. Order two. I'm almost out. Bull semen. Do not use internally, or pregnancy could occur. And we're not responsible for that. Order yours today. And that's no bull. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Hello, bonsoir, darling. All right, and that's all we have to work with. So we... <laughs> oh, I said bonsoir, darling. We're holding um, interviews for uh, for Papa Didi's job. For the yeah, yep, 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 yep. Two ladies of the group, uh, they ran their gamut, and uh, <laughs> hey, okay. And uh, we're looking to get rid of them. They're uh, both, you know, they're old yeah. and ancient. And so speaking of what's popping, it. Uh, what's popping tonight, Papa Didi? Other than all that fake news you're talking about. You don't adopt the Trump word. Yeah, we don't do fake you news corrupt, on this. You don't corrupt the children. Fake news. It's fake news. The media anyway, is an enemy of the people. I just want to um, say we all need to start waking up. You know, we need to wake up to. We can't take business as normal. We can't get comfortable because, you know, the, the aggressiveness, man, of, of certain people in this world. I don't want to keep calling it a black and white thing. A lot of people hang, they hide behind that so-called white shield. You know, they hide behind it for the privileges that they can achieve thereof. But what is the privilege, though? The privilege is to know that your blood pressure is stable, that your sugar is in the right place, you know, that your heart is not about to jump out of your damn out of your chest or with any kind of heart disease or what have you. You know, a healthy body or a healthy way of life and being is the privilege of life got nothing to do with what other white folks are doing, the cul-de-sac and the two-car garage and all that crap, you know, because once the doctors say you got some kind of helmet or you got some type of whatever or the biopsy came back positive for something, you're going to freeze right where you stand. You're going to freeze like you never froze before. When you get some devastating information going forward on your health or if you did a crime, and all of a sudden you get convicted of a crime and you go to jail for a few years or or internal revenue sends one of them fat letters to your house. You know, you go to the mailbox and you got internal revenue. That letter is always 
fat as hell. I don't know what the hell is about that letter. <laughs> but when you get that fat-ass letter from them, you open up, and the first thing you read on there is something that happened five years ago, right? You all relax in 2018, and all of a sudden you get a letter from Internal Revenue saying, in 2013, you fucked up. Boy, did you fuck up, okay? And they will give you word for word, line by line, how you messed up, okay? Our assumption is that you owe the internal revenue $6,800 for the year of 2013. Mm. Now, we can set up a payment plan for three months, or we can garnish your wages, Knowing that you work at, and they'll give you your, your job you work at, and what, how much was your last paycheck? That's how much these people are like crawling up your butt, hiney. It's amazing. Now I don't say all that to say that for the other life of people that are taking advantage of what they call white privilege, it's so sad that some people that talk aggressive and act aggressive, they don't really see the bullet bite they ass until it's really at high proportion levels. And they they all messed up on all four sides. For example, there's a uh, coach for the uh, Ohio State College football team, which is one of the top five football teams plan, uh, programs in the world. You know, his assistant was beating the shit out of his wife, and the coach knew about it and didn't tell nobody and claimed he didn't know. But in order for the, the assistant coach to save his butt, he claimed he never hit her. Everything he did with his wife was in defense because they had a – a Molly Tock cocktail relationship, and uh, he said the coach knew. I told the coach. Yada, yada. Now the coach is backing up saying, yeah, well, I don't remember that, but maybe he did tell me, but I didn't remember. I don't know. He tried to oust it, but then the other guy said, boy, this coach is throwing me under the bus, and that's exactly what I'm saying when white meets white. You know what I mean? When the controversial between two white folks gets vicious, but it takes a long time to get vicious for that to happen because in order for white folk to be mad at white folk, they got to have the perfect storm with one another, you know? Because the one thing they don't do with life is throw each other under the bus. That's why I always say on your job, never talk to a white person about another white person. Don't do that. Don't say, oh, that Harry's full of crap. You know, because Harry and Larry are both hillbillies. They boys, they're partners, so don't talk to Harry about Larry. That's foolish. Never do that. Never talk. That's rule thumb for the day. Mark the calendar, okay? On your job, do not say a negative thing to a white person about another white person because you'll be the one ousted on the back end. So just a little piece of advice. But anyway, just just watch yourself today because people are turning back their hands at time. All these people would, would all the, the the white supremacy has always been out there, but as you can see, they're not. They were marching in, in Charlottesville. The only time they marched, well, other than that, they were in suits and they sit next to you every day. You know, and I say it boldly and I say it loudly. They're sitting next to you every day, and their beliefs of because always remember this here. The reason why they think like they do because they were taught by ignorant people. All they believed in, and we love our parents and our grandparents, but damn, if your if your grandfather was a racist and he raised you in this little trailer park and that's all you knew for the first 18 years of your life, then what the hell are you going to do when you're 22? You're going to be crazy as hell. 
So this is why people are out there saying a bunch of dumb shit because that's what they've been taught. They, they've they defied everything else that was knowledgeable. They don't look at CNN. They don't look at CNBC. They're watching radical stations. They're just keeping it going. Why do you think Trump goes to a rally to recharge his damn battery? When you ever see him when he when he goes to a rally, he even looks different. His complexion gets nice. His hair is a different color. It's almost like he pulls his penis out and sticks it in a goddamn socket. He looks totally different, and he's talking all and he's the president. He's forgetting he's the president now. But when he goes to these rallies, he's just carrying on because he's around what makes him happy. He out there cursing and whatnot. He's just he's carrying on. And he forgets all about he's the president for that two-hour meeting around his constituents because in order to keep this thing going, he got to keep throwing out the ignorance, just like the old man did at the trailer park, teaching his grandchildren until they were 18 damn years old, Trump is doing the same thing, facilitating and continuing the hatred, keeping the hatred going. you got to keep it like this, just like your cell phone. The damn thing run out, you got to charge it again. And that's what he's doing. Every time he goes to a rally, charging it up, charging it up. So that's what's popping. I just stay woke. And those rallies really work on my nerves. Yeah, but he's fired up to those rallies because he's back among oh, the Oh, yeah. People. He's been cursing and carrying on. Well, you remember like doing, you remember doing the election? Why are you was, doing it? Well, how about before the election? Remember the time? Remember the, the white guy uh, punched the guy? They kicked out the black guy. Oh, yeah. He's walking up the steps to leave. And this one white guy just gets up and punches him in the side of his face. Because they're all around their own people now. They're all around. Well, now it's, he's got people crazy. fired up to hate the press and all the media. Well, you know. talking about all this fake media. They're the enemy of the state and enemy of the well, people. Well, because they're reporting the news. Yeah, but he's got everybody, his followers, he's got them all hyped up on that. Uh, I saw a picture of what do you do about it? This lady was angry. She was giving the middle finger to some no. cameraman or something because no, she was what. like, you're the enemy. Here, take this bird. Flip it. Well, let me tell you. I was like, wow, look well, at what's that. What's happening right now is you can exact well, because she was raised by her grandpappy in that trailer park for 18 years. 18 years he of was constantly. Full of hate and anger. That's all they had. That's what they lived off and breathed off. You know, it's a mess. You're right crazy. We got to stop thinking. In most cases, the average black person, despite the white skin and the purity, whatever they speak on, the average black person or person of color was raised with much more common sense and much more dignity and much more everything than your white counterparts in most situations. But black people, but black people, we're so forgiving and we're so nice and we're so kind and we're so, uh, what was that, when we, we, we cater to the, the, and then white folks end up playing you. They'll playing you. I was traveling one time, and a lady was acting like she was so sickly. And here's a black woman in, in my mode of transportation that kept catering to this white woman who claimed she was so sickly because she knew she was wild around black people that are so kind and given. But all that white woman was doing was bullshitting that black woman. Every time, oh, oh, could you, oh, 
could you help me? And here's the black woman, like some old step and fetch it ass. Sure, I'll help you. What do you need? That white woman was perfectly capable, perfectly healthy of what she was doing, but she knew she had a black fool in the same room that would cater to her. And that goes all the way back to plantation days and everything else. When push comes to shove, they will sit back and act like they need to be patronized by a black person to satisfy their bullshit-ass needs. Okay. So, anyway. When push comes to shove, they push and we get shoved. They push and all we do is, oh, let me help you because I was taught by my grand people to help people. Hell, come on now. Stop that. Back it up. But anyway, let me get off. We'll take this call see what they got to say about it. Caller, you are live on the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment and welcome aboard. And welcome to y'all, too. I done told hey, y'all hey. and told y'all, <laughs> leave my boy alone. I done told Ooh. y'all. You know we got to talk about it. He can't help himself, okay? I know he can. That's what makes it so sad. He just don't know nothing about politics, number one. He don't. He don't know that Congress and all them and the Senate, they are fooling him. He don't even know it. He thinks he's going to get that wall. He's going to get that wall, that one, that prison that he's going to go to, him and his lawyer. He's yeah, going to get that. You know, okay. you know I tell you, I tell you, that. caller, you know what, caller, if you, if, you was, if you would take a look at the, at the, the Nixon life, you would see history repeating itself big time. Yeah. Big time. The thing is, he has to be in there two years in order for him to impeach him. He's going. He is going to jail. He's going. And and, and Cohen's going to be his uh, his nemesis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His lawyer, Cohen. Cohen's going to be his oh, nemesis. He, he done told Cohen the other day, shut up. Don't say nothing. <laughs> don't say nothing. No, no. Nah. <laughs> Cohen's like, you know what? Boy, Cohen's boy, like, you know what? You just back in my ass. Exactly. He said, himself. if I'm going down, you're going down. It's undeniable. I'm not going down for years. They're going to flip with And it's just he like has, Nick he has said. A issue. I believe that. He do, because he really thinks he's going to get this wall. See, if you know politics, they throw all kind of little angles, little stuff in their phone. Oh, I got what I want. Then he come up and say, Oh, I didn't get that wall. See, he's stupid. He's stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said before, but like I said before, anybody who creates a problem and then wants to come out like they're the hero and say, oh, I solved the problem, I should get accolades and applause for that, you're insane. You created the problem. There is um, a medical psychiatric name for that. I don't know what it's called. I can't think of it. But, like, people who start fires and then are the first one on the scene to try to put it out so they can be a hero and be celebrated for helping and solving stuff and all that kind of stuff. There's a name for that. It's like a savior syndrome. That's what he does. He's getting mad at the FBI because, you know, he wants to move their building, right? And the big uh-huh. developers, they're building it therein. The big developers have plans to want to build a hotel. He doesn't want it because it would block him. It would cut his money out of his hotel. So he's going to try to stop this now. Yeah. Yeah. He's paying attention to everything that's not right because you can't, 
The stuff you know, that's not presidential. You need to focus on the office that you ran you for. Rallies. What, what president throw a rally? What is wrong with this I man? don't understand those at all. Well, what you know, another thing, rally? too, is, you know, another thing is that's, that's cracking the system, too, is, is his daughter. When oh. she teamed up with a thing with the with the kids and all that, uh-huh. she had to save face. She said, "Look, oh no, no, I'm, I'm I can't do this, Dad. I no, no, you tripping now, you tripping." And you got these people. But the sad part about all this is that people got to stop thinking that the only people in this world that got immigration issues is Hispanic people. They got man, yeah. are you kidding me? You got we got Asians and everybody else that are over here illegal. I mean, you got people that have been running cleaners and stuff for generations and ain't never had no green card. Oh, yeah. But nobody messed with was it? It's going to be about that little girl where they found her. Oh, the little Asian girl. girl. Where they found her. What are you going to say about that? Oh, yeah. He's going to say something about that. I'm just saying well, when it comes down was, to all of this it was, stuff. It was a setup anyway. It was a setup for that little girl. That was a setup to get her here. Probably. Yeah, because she's in New York. Yeah, because she came she's here with a tour group, and right. then all of a sudden she leaves the tour group to go to the bathroom Changes and clothes. somehow hooked up with her they, mother. Oh, you At her age, they had her passport, right? Why would you give that child that passport? That's a good question. Why would you give it to her? I'm just saying, but for her to just... But she was supposed to be with a tour group. She left the tour group, went to the bathroom, changed clothes. Her mama changed clothes. They go get in the car with New York York tags and head to New York. And then the story Mm -hmm. is, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding, my ass. Yeah, that's crazy. That girl came over here. That girl came over here for, what was it, a visit? Supposedly with a tour, like a on a tour, tour thing, so you know, the, vacation. New York to vacation be with her tour. family, to be with her family. She went to New York to be with exactly. her family. That was the plan. That was the plan. The family came and intercepted her like a fucking ball thrown by yep. Joe Montana, and Deion Sanders came in and intercepted right. that shit. She's at the airport getting ready to go back to China, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden now your it mom is at the airport too. She snuck out of the group, mm-hmm. and, and, oh, man. Yeah, and everybody right. said, "Whoa, well, we're trying to see what's going on." And make it, you know what gets me too, caller, is that how could man people got alibis and excuses? If 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 black folks had alibis and excuses that quick, we would not yeah, be in be jail dangerous. like we are. We'd be dangerous. We'd be dangerous. <laughs> but we wasn't. Well, see, that's what I was saying earlier. We were not raised to cover our ass because our parents taught us to to live right. But, but our our counterparts, they know. This. I have heard over the last three weeks, I've heard different crimes where people coming up with alibis and stories of why mm-hmm. they did what they did. Every time somebody do something of another persuasion, here comes the bullshit alibi. Oh, he said that he was actually walking in the street and the thing came down. And the, 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 you know. I got two words for you, Paul Manafort. This dude. <laughs> All kind of crazy stuff. Well, you know what, dude? See, here's the He's hiding money. I tell you, hiding this all man kind right. of crap. This man, this got, man got money got everywhere. You have money. This yeah. man got $300 million, but see what's going to happen to his little I ain't got nobody I'm broke. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my bills. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. If he, what if this man, if, if, 
If yeah. Trump comes along and pardons this man, you're talking about an obstruction to justice and a waste of time and money. If we go through all this court stuff, and then then the the white folks of power, they're in the courtroom making jokes about stuff. But yeah. he, he asked them a question on. about something, they and they're joking. They ain't taking that stuff serious. Forty-five has stepped on the wrong person when he bothered them Koch brothers. Okay, he had bothered the oh, wrong yeah. people. Oh they, yeah, he needs to leave them alone. He's in big trouble. And, and don't forget about China. Don't forget about China with them tariffs. Oh, that's a whole nother China one. China said, "Look here, you want you want to play a tariff game? I we own half the stuff that's in your living room. Everything you yes, going right. to lift up." Everything, you yep, name it. We made it. Every speaker, every, you name it. Table, ashtray, mm-hmm. cup, cup holder, yep. you name it. Plates mm-hmm. in their fridge. They say, you want to play tariff game, we play tariff game. Yeah. And they know what we order most of all. But see, then when he said the tariffs hit the farmers, 45 turned around and said, all right, we're going to throw some billions of dollars at the farmers and say, here, this will help you out to help subsidize the issues. With they the, the, yeah, they said, we don't want the handout. We just want you to fix this. Make it right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, once again, you create a problem, and then you think you're going to come in and, like, Mighty Mouse, here I am to save the day. You created the problem. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Yeah, what a crock of crap. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, Carla. Thank you for hanging with us. Um, we're gonna move on to where are we going? Weird news. Uh, I don't even know where I am now. You got me all worked uh-uh, up now. Yep, yep, yep. We're gonna light it up, up. Is it time to get weird? Yep. Oh, good. I like that. Okay. Well, let's get weird. Get weird with it. All right, Carla. We're gonna put you back in the listen mode. Thank you so much for calling in tonight as uh as you do. We appreciate you. We're gonna let you Leave go, but peace alone, out. Man. Leave forty five alone. Leave quarter of them alone. I will man. not quarter of Leave quarter of I alone. will drive another nail in his casket till we get him out of there. <laughs> okay. Peace <laughs> out, caller. <laughs> I ain't scared of forty five. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go weird. You ready, Kel? Ready. All right. Uh, who's up first? Oh, is it me? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, I got one about a judge. Uh, this is out of Painesville, Ohio. A judge known for his unique sentences. Sentences. Ooh, put the glass down. Sentences has ordered a man who deliberately knocked over a porta potty to clean manure out of animal pens at the county fairgrounds in Ohio. Judge Michael Chickenetti recently suspended most of the 120-day jail sentence for 18-year-old Bailey Toth, who pleaded guilty and was convicted of criminal mischief in favor for the creative punishment of cleaning up waste from animals at Lake County Fairgrounds. The municipal court judge compared Toth's actions to those of an animal, saying, you act like an animal, you're going to take care of the animals. Authorities say that the Painesville man spent a night with friends 
knocking over objects, which included a porta party, porta potty, at a park. Man, I can't even talk. A porta potty at a park. Court officials say that Toth defended himself at the case. And you know what they say about people who defend themselves. The the, the lawyer has a, a fool for a client. So do try to defend himself. Judge put the hammer on him and said, tell you what, since you want to knock over stuff and act like an animal, go clean up all the animal waste stuff at the county fair. So that's how that went down. But they had nothing better to do than to be out of the park just kicking and knocking over stuff. I, I don't I, I don't get it, but yeah, I'm glad that judge do. said you want to, yeah, you want to make a mess and we'll go clean up the animal mess then since you're knocking mm-hmm. over porta potties with your nasty self. That is nasty. Just nasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have a crazy one here. Three people stole a shark by disguising it as a baby in a stroller. What are these people doing? They are on the kitchen list. Yep. A horned shark was allegedly stolen, allegedly stolen from a shark. No, no, allegedly, they took it. Uh-huh, by three people who disguised it as a baby. The shark was taken from the San Antonio Aquarium in Texas on Saturday when two men and a woman allegedly grabbed the shark with their own net, uh, according to a statement shared on the uh, aquarium's Facebook page. The 16-inch long horn shark was stolen from our tide pool exhibit while the attendant was assisting other guests. The suspects uh, staked out the pool for more than an hour to wait for the opportunity. Um, In the surveillance footage, Shared by the aquarium, a man can be seen carrying the bucket with a blanket covering it and then placing it under the stroller as he walks out alongside another man and a woman holding the baby. Oh, Lord. In the video, an employee uh, walks past the group and realizes something is amiss. So on Monday, the aquarium said that the shark had been found and that staff uh, went to get it. Um Crazy. So the man, 38, was charged with theft between $750 and $2,500, police said. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. People have nothing else to do. But the shark was found in good condition. So uh, they, well, they were trying good. to sell the shark. They were trying to sell the shark on Facebook. So yeah. How crazy but then they later said they were trying to rescue the shark. I'm like, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, by the you way, the uh, shark's the shark's name was Helen. Mm-hmm. Oh, Helen! How do you spell mm-hmm. an object that needs a water accommodation? I don't know. That's, that's and on Facebook, at that, I know you can sell stuff on Facebook. Meet me, meet me, meet me at the. Meet me, meet me at the aquarium. Meet me at, at, the, the, at the corner at the corner aquarium. It'll be wrapped up in the Meet me at section B. I don't know. And bring a hot tub so you can mm. take them with you. Bring an inflatable It'll be wrapped pool. Up like a baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would they put them? Would they put them in some kind of bucket? Maybe. And they put them in a stroller? No swimming pool. I mean yeah. her. Helen. They put Helen. Shark Tank Helen. I'm getting right now. Shark Tank Helen. 
put yep. Helen in her baby stroller. Yep, as is a baby. Allegedly, now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Helen's okay. back home, safe and sound now. Mm-hmm. Swimming. But we still abyss. gonna put him on the kissing list. Okay. They didn't have no names. They just said three people. <laughs> yeah. Two, okay. Two uh, males and a female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Enough of that shark bait. Okay. <laughs> Old folks going wild. And is this Costco? Mm-hmm. Oh, Greenville. Greenville, South Carolina. I've, I've surveillance that town at one point. That's, a, that's an interesting place to live. It's right there. You go to the right, you go to Atlanta, you go to the left, you go to uh, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice place. Okay, uh, free samples uh, Free samples briefly uh, turned a Costco warehouse club into a uh, fight club for two senior citizens. Mm-mm. The state newspaper in, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, uh, cites a July 26 uh, Greenville police report saying it, it, it be, began when a 72-year-old man cut ahead of a 70-year-old man who was waiting for a complimentary piece of, piece of cheese. Okay? It happened again as a 70-year-old was awaiting a cheeseburger sample. First, there was an angry word and then a punch. Police say that the cheeseburger stand worker confirmed that a Hawaiian shirt-clad 72-year-old man then smacked the 70-year-old man, causing his hat and glasses to fall off. So then the 72-year-old man said he fell, he fell, he, he fell. The other man was aggressively about. To, he, he felt the other man was aggressively about to uh, hit him. Police spokesman Donald Porter said authorities are seeking uh, surveillance footage to sort it all out, but no one has yet been arrested. So they're fighting over samples. Yeah, you know, sample. yeah. Some places, some of them Costco's all the way live with samples in the morning. <laughs> they got like twenty-five different stations. You can just walk around and get full. Yeah, but why they fighting? I mean, if they're giving out samples, if somebody got in front of you, okay, you'll get yours. Anyway. Okay. Well, that was the weird news for this week. Neither one of them need that buried. Both probably diabetics. All righty. Oh, they both walk around with a sugar level of 400. High blood pressure and everything. They got high blood pressure and they're diabetics. And they're chasing they like put some salt on it and give me my sample. Because it's free. Mm. Lord mm. have mercy. What are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right. Well, I'm going to go right into, um, I'm just saying, I'm going to talk about Ivanka Trump. You know, she's been doing little things here and there. But this is about her shutting down her business. And this happened actually last week. She, uh, you know, the daughter of you-know-who, decided that she was going to shut down her fashion company as if she finally realized that the continual conflict of interest, you know, that she should be doing something different about that, and you you realize that a lot of the stuff that she was selling was made in China. Exactly. 
And with all these trade deals and everything going on with China, there was a major conflict of interest, but mm, it's like they just too. breezed right over that mm-hmm. and let that go. So finally, she came to the conclusion that this seems to be a conflict of interest. So what I'm saying tonight is it's a little bit too late for all that now. Now, remember when a major high-end department store dropped her brand? I'm trying to remember, was it Nordstrom? Nordstrom. Yeah, Nordstrom. And Trump got And then Trump Trump. got all on Twitter and started talking all this smack about Twitter and how wrong they were. And and you just doing this, doing that, and it's not fair. Yeah, talking about how unfair they were treating her, blasting them and whatnot. I mean, it's obvious that no matter what she did, she's going to get away with it. The conflict, all of that. It didn't seem to matter. Now, her husband got caught up in so much stuff, I lost track. If I recall, all they did was revoke his White House clearance. And I don't even know if they did that for real, for real. So I guess if the president can break the law and act immorally, why shouldn't his family do the same and get away clean just like he did? He's setting the pace and the example, so... There you go. But Ivanka's decision, to me, is more than overdue. It was an, it was always a terrible idea for the president's daughter to keep running a company that manufactured products overseas while you're campaigning to restore American manufacturing. So there's a conflict right there. And then the company is profiting from the widespread attention that she was getting just from her showing up. Whether she showed up to do a speech, showed up to do a speech based on um, when he was a candidate, it didn't matter. She was wearing her stuff that her company made. She didn't even have to say anything. I mean, that was the same way like with anything else. You see somebody wearing something, it looks pretty good. Next thing you know, that particular item sells out. That's how that goes. Still, it's interesting how the president's daughter was able to run both her company and keep her role as an advisor in the White House without any kind of consequences, despite raising red flags of conflict of interest like all over the place. I don't get it, but I'm just saying it's a little bit too late for all that now. What's done is done. Did you know that her company acquired provisional uh, approval for three new trademarks to sell her brand overseas at the same time her family had dinner with the Chinese president last year? You think it was a coincidence? I don't think so. But then when you travel in those circles and your last name happens to be the same as the president's last name, you use it to your advantage. That's the kind of stuff that happens. And there's no one who has more experience with so-called ethics doing the dance around the ethics than Ivanka Trump. Her problem started when she started wearing her brand, going to her speeches and stuff, and then her brand starts selling because people are like, oh, did you see that suit she had on? Did you see that purse she was carrying? Oh, what was that? How do we get that? Where can I find that? Next thing you know, stuff's flying off the shelf. I mean, it wasn't illegal per se, but it sure was not ethical. But I'm just saying, For her to wait 17 months to decide that she ought to let that business go, 
is a little bit too late. You know? What was that song Ashford and Simpson sang about too much, too little, too late? Wasn't that there? So she made all this money while she could. Now she's deciding, oh, it's not ethical. Oh, I'm just so busy with my job as a White House advisor. I don't have time. I mean, I had already walked away from my role in the company. Now we're just going to shut it down. Oh, you're shutting it down probably, sweetheart, because your sales were going down. You were having issues. People like uh, Nordstrom and people like that were saying, we don't want to be in business with you. You're toxic. So don't try to act like now you're trying to do the right thing. You're getting out of the game because you're getting kicked in the butt by the game. So let's just keep that real. So in closing, this is Red Wine. I'm just saying bye, Ivanka. Okay, bye. That's all I got. I'm just saying, you know, I'm tired of people trying to act like they're taking the moral high road and all you're doing basically is saying, I made all the money I could make, so now I'm done. That's really what you're doing. So stop playing folk. Ain't nobody stupid. She's sitting up there like, well, you know, I just think, oh, we need to do this. Girl, please. Anyway, I want to get myself worked up because that heifer fires me up. But anyway, okay, we're going to shift gears and uh, go to Papa Didi living for the city. Mm-hmm. You ready, Papa Didi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time for living for the city. Okay. We're going to take it to the street. What you got? All right, well, uh, i tell you what. Speaking of taking it to the street. You know, it's amazing how corruption goes full circle. You're talking about Ivanka. You're talking about her husband. But see, you have to have some age on you to see where all that begun. Which begun with uh, Ivanka's husband, what's his name? Mm, I can't even think of his name. Kushner. Kushner. Right. His name Kushner. Now, you remember when the election was going on, how Chris Christie put his father in jail mm-hmm. years ago for a real estate fraud. So, but Chris Christie forgot that he was a lawmaker and was now hanging out with criminals, hanging out with the Trumps. So they read and then had him along, making him think he's going to be the vice president or whatever. But Trump threw him a sucker punch at the end and got rid of him, kicked him out of the camp. Only because Chris Christie was a young prosecutor and threw Ivanka's father-in-law in jail years ago. So when that went full circle, they all was applauding because they made uh, Chris Christie like a fool. And put him back in perspective, got even with him, laughed at him because he threw the father in jail for a couple of years. All this corruption, all this anger, all this uh, 
eye for eye, two for two situation is this is vicious. If you sit back and look at it, everybody wants to make as much money as they can for what reason? And you walk around living around all these poor people. Who you hanging out with? Who you who you who you chilling with? Who you partying with? Hell, everybody broke as hell. You only one that got money. It really must be really lonely at the top when you got a bunch of money and all your damn friends are poor. And you got to act. There's a lot of people out here that got to act like they're poor so they can ha- they have friends. If you go to some of these colleges, Yale or Harvard, you will be surprised. Some of these little young guys and young girls that got to walk around that campus and act like they're regular people trying to get money together for a pizza and their parents are millionaires but they can't let their friends know their parents are millionaires they got to front the game because they're the only real people they know they don't really like their mother and father's friends and rich people like them so they go through the college their four-year college life acting like they're actually poor you know, hearing their friends saying, oh, I'm broke, and you know, I'm broke too. You ain't broke. Your mother's a damn millionaire. And it's so sad how money, is, as much as it does for us in this world, it really cannot cultivate good friendships. It can't buy love, and it sure can't buy happiness. So what is money? All money is is a means to an end. Handle shit. Takes care of shit. Covers shit. That's what money is. Money is a... It's a facilitator of, let me go ahead on and cap this off. Let me finish this. Let me put this in perspective. But it really doesn't, it doesn't really hover anything that has to do with any, any new, new divisions of life or any new creations of happiness. It's just amazing. So, but the Trumps and all them, they're living in that. They're living in all that money. It's just money, ah, money. Look at Donald Trump Jr. Mr. Looks So Good. You know, how many years he got left before he 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 starts stops using his little Grecian formula in his hair and everything he got that makes him look Mr. Studious. You know, I mean, it's just as my father always says, and this too will come to pass. So we'll talk about it now, but I think four years from now, you know, I think the Trumps will be like Kris Kringle, where he faded away when Santa Claus came along. You know, <laughs> so anyway. That's it for, uh, you know. Okay, now. You know Chris Pringle? I think I do read that story mm-hmm. once play. He faded out and Santa Claus came along. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. All right, we're going to shift gears and go out to the West Coast with Cattle and the Hollywood, um, what's it called? The Hollywood Update? Hollywood Report? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood we can't take up. his little... Can we take a little sip? Yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, I think red wine think we're rolling commercial free tonight. Oh. This is a party. We're commercial free. Commercial free. <laughs> need a break? Uh, I don't need a break. Yeah. I'm fired up. Ready to go. Well, the rest Look, of us are old. Kit-Kat. Take a break, huh? Come on, man. Give me a Kit Kat break, right. man. <laughs> the rest of us are old. We got issues. We got to go release our All bladder. right. Well, let's let the issues happen, and we'll come right back. The Hollywood Roundup wrap up. Be right there. Right, right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. 
Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Welcome back to the Jump Party. One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. How about that? Bonsoir, darling. Commercial Ooh, free. Bonsoir. Commercial free red wine. We're gonna call it commercial free red wine. <laughs> oh. oh. Anywho, now can we go out to the West Coast? I'm sure. ready. I'm ready. It's right, nice and sunny out there. I bet it is. So what's happening on the West Coast, Kettle? Well, 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 we haven't heard this name in a long time. Rob Kardashian and Black China. Where are they after their one-year explosive drama? So a lot can change in a year. And in the case of Rob Kardashian and Black China, their volatile romance has blossomed into a peaceful friendship. Oh, really? Okay. Their daughter is one year old. Her name is Dream Kardashian. Okay. I'm loving the name. Um, especially having moved on from the X-rated social media scandal that pushed China to obtain a restraining order against Rob and threatening his custody rights last summer. Okay, so they're getting civil now. So China and Rob are fine right now. Um, there's no more, dra- no major drama between them, and it's all civil, and they're getting along with a dream, which is their daughter. Um. And they share, uh, you know, time with her, custody time. So that's a good thing. Because I truly haven't heard from, haven't seen Rob or heard him on the Kardashian show or anything. Um, also, Black China either. So that's good. So is know. he big Rob? Is he fat Rob or skinny Rob? As far as I see in this picture, he's he's still big boy. He ain't gotten too skinny to a toothpick. So he's he's a uh, you know big boy still. Must okay. he weigh about nine hundred. <laughs> uh uh-uh. behave, Papa. Um. Also, this is an interesting story. Just before Apple made history by surpassing one trillion, trillion T, not billion, but trillion in market value, Steve Jobs' daughter opened up about her troubled relationship with the company's co-founder. Her name is Lisa Brennan Jobs. She's forty now. Um, she shared a story in her memoirs, um, Small Fry. Um, Vanity Fair published um, some in- in- excerpts from the um, book. Um, Brennan Jobs, she was born in 78. Um, Steve Jobs was 23 at the time. He denied fathering the child. Um, so, uh, but he would fly, but he flew out to, to meet the uh, child at the time uh, with the mother. Um, they chose a name and everything, so I can't even ask somebody if you're going out there and, and giving, you know, little girl name. Um, yeah. 
Brennan, uh, let me see, uh, per the book, Brennan Jobs' mother was on welfare and performed jobs like cleaning houses and waitressing to make ends meet. In 1980, Jobs was sued by, uh, for child support. While he continued to deny the paternal uh, paternity of Brennan Jobs, um, he was alleg- allegedly forced to undergo a DNA test. Um, the match was 94.4%. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so he had to pay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brennan Jobs, he wrote, uh, Jobs was ordered to pay child support and later provided her with medical insurance until she was 18. Um, and she said he's seen her father a couple of times. Um, some things he said to her as far as, um, you know, he would buy a Porsche every year. This was the mother was telling the daughter. And she was like, well, can I get the Porsche when you're done with it? And he was like, no, you can't get anything from me. So wow. I'm like, okay, really? Is that serious? But it's all in her book, her memoir. So that should be interesting to check out. So her name is Lisa Brennan Jobs. So she has the mother's last name and his name. So and if you saw a picture, she looks just like him. So. She's ugly as hell. Anyway. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Also, I'm That's not amazing, sure if you guys though. have... I know. You didn't know that, huh? Interesting. I mean, yeah, um, but it just shows that everybody has the same baby mama drama issues. It's no... that You can't sugarcoat that at all. And you sure can't sprinkle no money on that shit. Baby mama drama That's is baby mama drama, rich or poor. That shit is baby what? mama drama. But see, my thing is, this shows how stingy to me he was. Oh if yes, of course. You saying, you know, that he she's ninety, almost ninety five percent my daughter. Okay, fine. I'm gonna treat her like she's my daughter. I don't care if you wrote her a ten million dollar check, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, leave me alone. Give her something. You know, she's entitled to something. But anyway, that's another chapter in the book. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this new show called Pose. Pose is set in the world of um, 1987, and uh, they have uh, several segments of life and society in New York City. It's the rise of um, the luxury universe, the downtown social and literary scene of the ball, uh, quote-unquote, culture world. You know, when they go to the clubs and, you know, have these uh, dramatic balls and everything, um, their first season was great. They're on for a second season. And the creator, his name is Ryan Murphy, he's known for um, creating um, Nip Tuck Glee, American Horror Story, also 911, I didn't know that, and um, Scream Queen. So he's very popular um, with those particular creations he created. But Pose, you guys have to have to see Pose. It's very interesting. It's on FX. So you guys get a minute, check it out. But they're for their second season, so that's a good thing. Um, and one last thing, the um, Kennedy Center Honors, they have singer-actress Cher, country music star Reba McIntyre, that's my girl, composer Philip Glass, and jazz legend Wayne Shorter. Uh, he's going to be honored um, for their contributions um, at the Kennedy Center uh, on December 2nd. It won't be aired until December 26th, though. And also, a special award is going to be given to the co-creators and writer, um, Lynn uh, Manuel 
Miranda. That's the um, gentleman that created uh, um, Hamilton. They're going to give him a special award. It's um, called the, um, uh, what is it, the Groundbreaking um, Award. I'm sorry, Trailblazer. He's going to receive a special Trailblazer honor um, at the um, Kennedy Center Honors. So let's look out for that. I didn't realize that Hamilton had won a Tony and a Pulitzer Prize and a Grammy. So kudos to them. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Hello. Okay. Thank you, Cattle. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to uh, seeing those Kennedy Center honors. I still haven't seen Hamilton. Oh, it's here. It's here now. It's at the um, Kennedy Center. Yeah, but nobody uh, can get tickets to that thing. Uh, so no, Kendall, it's sold out. Yes. So, Ken, let me ask you a question. Well, you know, it's never sold out because I was actually sitting on a train next to a lady about maybe four months ago. I don't know who she was going with that's mm-hmm. connected to that play, but she was talking about, she was asking the person on the phone, well, how many tickets do you need? He told me, just let me know how many tickets you need, and I'll be able to get to. So this lady knew somebody. She was a she was a girlfriend. She was a girlfriend of somebody. I wasn't inquisitive, you know, about it, but oh. I guess I could have. I guess I could have put my little. Well, you know, that's called connections. Yeah, so yeah. the shows are never sold What's out. But let me ask you a question mm-hmm. though. Going back to Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. was his wife the same person as his baby's mother, or no? I don't think so, because he had her yeah. when um, he was 23, so he wasn't oh, so. married yet. Right. Right. I know his um, wife right. now hangs out with the ex-mayor of uh, of Washington, D.C. What's that guy's name? Fenty. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's, uh, he's dating um, Steve Jobs' uh, ex-wife, and there was a white guy mm-hmm. uh, that was on TV, a politician, no less. That said, how did that happen? How did he happen to hook up with her? I don't understand that. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was just wondering how mm-hmm. this black man. All the laws of attraction. How this? How was this black man <laughs> able to hook up? And he, it was amazing how he said it on like the Talking Heads. He said, I don't understand mm-hmm. is how Steve Jobs' wife. How was she able to 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 hook up with Fenty? How did that happen? How did that mm-hmm. happen? I was like, wow. That's all right. He's from, a hater. From what I know, they they were um um you know in the same circle. So um, he was up there so his mayor, and she probably came here or vice versa, and they just ran in the same circles. So one thing led to another. Maybe she just got jungle fever. He right. I was uh-oh, about to say he didn't have, he had he didn't have to be mayor, honey. He that penai did had did not have to be hooked to any kind of political okay. office. Okay. Or any kind of level of finances. If she wanted well, to do If what she wanted to the black dick, Woo-hoo. she would have found it. It didn't have to be on a Merrill okay. ship. It didn't have to be at a swanky party. All right, wait a minute. If <laughs> she wanted the dick, the <laughs> black dick, she would have found the black dick. Stand back. We got pop of course. Uh-uh. Time for the cocktail of the week. Are you talking about right. cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's a good segue. Okay, all right. Just saying. So what you got for the cocktail of the week, huh? 
Oh, it's on me? Oh, oh, I mean, I can do it because I've been drinking it all night. Okay, well, come on with it. Come on with it. All right, let me break it down for you. The cocktail of the week, first of all, first of all, what had happened was the cocktail Mm -hmm. of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment, the parent company Mm. of the Pajama Party Show. So, shout out to Papa Didi's doing the cocktail dance over here. Uh, oh, cocktail. cocktail of the crazy. week is the naked blackberry mojito. Ay, 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 ay. Watch out, man. When Mm-mm. fresh berries go in, bliss comes out. Yes, okay. bliss. Yes, bliss. <laughs> Real blackberries? Yes, please. Uh-huh, Sip uh-huh. on the bright side with the naked blackberry mojito. A mojito. Now, the ingredients in a naked blackberry mojito, you need one and a half ounces of a naked turtle white rum or whatever kind of white rum you like. But this recipe calls for the naked turtle white rum. Then you need one and a half ounces of club soda, three quarters ounces of fresh lime juice, a little bit of agave nectar, six fresh blackberries and six mint leaves mint now and a lime wedge and what you want to do is take your blackberries and your mint leaves put them in a highball glass with the agave nectar and a fresh squeeze of lime juice and muddle it get your muddler and muddle it and basically smash it all together release all the flavors etc then Fill it with ice, add your rum, top it with club soda, garnish with a lime wedge, bang, you have a naked blackberry mojito. Brought to you mm-hmm. by the Pajama Party Show, sponsored by DC Homegrown Entertainment. There it is. Right. We'll have it on the website. You can go to apajamaparty.com, click on Cocktail of the Week, and you can find out how to make a naked Blackberry mojito. Drink it naked oh, if you yeah. want. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, Papa D, oh, talk to us about the Kiss It List. Kiss It List is everybody that showed their ass over the last week or so, and we're going to put them on blast and uh, give a list of all the people that did so. And uh, let's see here. The person at the Smith College in Massachusetts who called the police on a black female student for eating lunch in the common area. Wow. Yeah, here like we go. That. We can't even eat. Can't uh, do a person anything. who called the police on a black woman in California while helping a homeless man in front of a Safeway and accused her of shop. It's rough. Okay. Rough out there. Uh, people fighting over expensive wigs in a store in Silver Springs, Maryland. Mm. Thieves have stole a Swedish royal jeweler. Yeah, good luck uh, trying to sell that. Uh, Austin Peterson, GOP uh, Senate candidate in Missouri for raffling a ghost gun. What is that, a ghost gunner? Ghost two? gun, too. Ghost gunner. Yeah, the thing that makes a 3D gun. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. raffling one, trying to raise money for his campaign. Okay. The shark thieves. Man who jumped in front of a uh, the, the, the bison at uh, Yellowstone Park. Old folks who was fighting at the Costco. 
Mm-hmm. Amorosa for still trying to be. Uh, yeah, she's still trying to be relevant. Relevant. I'm so sick of her. What yeah, does she need to go sit down? She's about to put oh, a book out on the 14th of August, the tell-all book. Yeah. Oh okay. boy. You better watch she it. She was gonna do it. All right, she mm-hmm. end up like Marilyn Monroe, honey. Yeah, it's like, girl, sit down for you end okay. up here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also have Curtis Coleman. This guy had some meth in the house. His son got hold of it and ate it because he thought it was cereal. This dude was too scared he would end up back in jail. He didn't want to call 911. That little boy died. So oh, he's God. on the kissing list. All the people for what? supporting the creation of printing 3D unregistered guns. They're on the kiss it list. Uh, Ivanka Trump for, for blaming the asylum-seeking immigrants for being separated for their parents instead of blaming her father, which is where the problem began. The Trump administration for putting the burden of the rejoining the parents with the kids on the ACLU. Uh, Corey Stewart for saying that the majority of black cities were shitholes. And we got the Alberta, Canada, McDonald's for putting cleaning fluid in the coffee. Uh, you got anybody else, Papa D? Uh, red wine. Oh, uh, don't even uh, try it. Temperamentally, uh, you know. Uh, Cattle, you got anybody? There are three people that Cattle. tried to steal a shark. Yeah, the people that tried to steal the shark. And you are missing right. Corey Stewart. Yeah, we got Corey Stewart. Yeah, Kettle wishes okay. show up six minutes late. Anyway, we got something late. special for everybody, including Papa Didi on the kissing list. Kiss my empire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One here with Papa D. I'm here with Kev. Hello. And red wine. It's time for the last. What's your last word, Papa D? You go first. Okay, my last word is people, all this stuff, people trying to do these smoke screens in the Trump administration, don't fall for the bull crap. Keep your eye on the ball because they're trying to fool us. Keep your eye on the ball. That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Papa Didi. Over to me. Okay. Um, I wanted to uh, give a happy birthday to my niece, uh, Tania. I can't believe that she's uh, all grown up. Crazy. Um, and also, like uh, Red Wine said, definitely stay woke. Because there's a lot of deception out there. And also, people need to slow down with this driving, man. Don't drive and scare the hell out of you. Looking out that rear view mirror is scary as hell today. 
Man, I was just chilling going down the left lane and somebody came behind me and went right up on my damn bumper and just like dared me to, to I just had to throw my hands up saying, damn, it was crazy. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Slow down. Slow your roll. Okay, over to you, Kel. Well, my last word is uh, thank you for DC Home Grown for keeping the lights out. Keep it, keeping lights out. Keep the lights on. God damn. You cut off. Woo, Lord. Put it away. No, I need Woo. a cocktail. Um, but um, on a serious note, uh, EWF, they said it. They said it. They said it. Keep your head to the sky because yeah. we need. We need the man upstairs. We need some prayer. And uh, I think we just need to keep this whole United States and this whole world in prayer. Um, From 45 to uh, just everybody, you know. Matter of fact, there was an incident that happened on The View a couple of days ago with Whoopi and the the, um, judge that was on there. And they were bickering about politics. It's crazy. Politics. In religion, you cannot say nothing bad, or you can't have your own opinion. But I think sometimes Whoopi needs to step back because people have to have their own opinion, and you can't put your opinions on everybody. Just just be able to listen to everybody and then go from there. You know, fair is fair. So that's my last word. Okay. Although I do feel like when it's your show. You you can call what you want to say, but anyway, I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> All, right. All right. This is Red Wild. I'm saying good night till next Friday night. We'll be here, same time, same place. Say good night, Papa Diddy. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bonsoir. Till next week. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. I'm a party.